Hello and welcome. This is Get Involved Referee with me, Lindsay Heron, and Steve Conroy as we pour over all the major issues in Scottish football in terms of the men in black. We were busy at the weekend, Steve. There had a couple of uh, major incidents to deal with, but not least um, the great and the good gathered at Hamden at the end of last week to get a little bit of an uh, instructional uh, couple of hours from Crawford Allen, the head of refereeing, uh, which was all off the record and unreportable, really. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, I'm sure you've got some good, <laughs> insightful views in that whole scenario. <laughs> but um, listen, the, the the sort of ugly uh, side of the game again reared its head at the weekend, unfortunately, and that's uh, simulation. Um, players attempting to to you know win an advantage through ill-gotten gains, if you like. Um, mm. Let's let's start, if you don't mind, uh, at Tynecastle uh, on Saturday um, in the Hearts match against St Johnston. Craig Levine, one of your old chums going back to Tynecastle <laughs> <laughs> uh, against Stevie Nesmith, the Sorcerer and the Apprentice, if you like. Uh, but late in the game, um, Kenneth Vargas uh, comes on as a substitute um, and he, he blatantly dives, Steve, um, to try and win a penalty. Um, first of all, what's your what's your instant thought about that, and uh, what do you think should be done about it? Well, it's the it's shocking. It's absolutely shocking that the the pure and simple it's cheating. You could dress it up uh, any which way you want, but bring it down to it. The guy cheated, um, and it was appalling. It was shocking. Mainly because he made such a hash of it, it was so so blatant. It was, you know, it really was a shocking one. But that doesn't matter if it had been one much closer, but from the same, uh, the, the same position, mm-hmm. it's still cheating. Um, and there's only one way that you can uh, cut this out because being caught like that doesn't seem to stop them. Um, it doesn't seem to matter at all to them that they're going to be caught on camera and that's going to be beamed around the world and everybody in the world that watches. All right, watches the Hearts game. Um, it's going to know that he's a cheat. Yeah. That doesn't seem to uh, affect the reckoning at all. The only way to do it is that you make it a red card defence. You get them sent off, and it doesn't happen with any, anything else. But I think it's such a blight on the game that even if you're not sent off during the game, retrospectively, you should be. There's no, there's there's no other way of of acting uh, upon it. And one of the things that gets me about it and I know um, Jim Duffy came to our conference one year and said oh my team's never you know they never practice it he must be one of the few teams who didn't practice it because that the way that Vargas went down is wholly unnatural even if he had been tripped that's not going to make you do a double sulco (laughs) Um, and it's spectacular the number of times that they land looking up at the ref it's everything about it is appalling. They're cheats, and we need to do something about it. It did look choreographed, didn't it? I mean, it- oh, absolutely. But he practiced it. The way that he left his foot, and and luckily, the defender just didn't have a go at all. He knew that nothing was going to happen from that. But he he left his foot in there. He was you could see him virtually digging about for the defender's foot. But the way he spun round um, in, in midair and landed, looking back up at the referee, that's practiced. That doesn't happen by chance. I mean, okay, Kenneth Vargas Vargas comes from Costa Rica, but this is not unique um, to South and Central America. I mean, uh, it happens homegrown players as well. Um, you know, we saw that at the Aberdeen game 
Um, Aberdeen Rangers match on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, Todd Cantwell clearly trying to gain an advantage when he when he throws his foot in towards Jamie McGrand and falls to the floor. Oh, that, that was just as just as appalling, just as shocking, um, and just as blatant. Um, and yeah, you could see him fishing about for for contact. But again, the way he threw himself to the ground, the, the pair of them should be ashamed of themselves. And it wasn't just those two. We've talked about it with, uh, you know, the the worst one or one of the ones we talked about uh, was it last season with Rio Hatati dived in, in the centre circle. It's the same thing. It's cheating, and you should be sent off for it. The the Vargas one though was quite interesting. I mean, he was lucky that the St Johnson defenders didn't get anywhere near him because uh, I think he might have been hung, drawn, and quartered. Well, there was at least three of them were uh, going to have a go, but he was lucky that one, uh, a couple of his colleagues were were there. And one, uh, forgive me, I can't remember his name, who initially turned round and you could see him appealing to the ref, but changed his mind awful quickly <laughs> um, when he, he he knew what was happening. So he, he was he was lucky. I'd be spitting mad if I was one of the defenders too. What do referees think about this in general? I mean, uh, I know your own personal view is it should be a, an automatic red, but the guys in the game at the moment, are, are they with you in that, do you think? On the whole, I, I think maybe not quite as blatant as as me that they, sh- they should all be red carded, but you know the, the phrase something should be done. Everybody knows that something should be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you know, it's as well as an attempt to con the punters, it's an attempt to con the ref and make the ref look stupid as well um, so all, all, all in all it's just it's a vile vile practice um, send them off and do you think that would be the, the ideal solution do you think it would prevent and stop it I I can imagine um, if Mr Vargas or Mr Cantwell had got themselves sent off um, there would be words from their manager when they got back into the, the changing room mm-hmm. um, so I absolutely I think it would be it would have an effect. At worst, it wouldn't make it any worse. Um, but if they had some sanction for these people, it's bound to have an effect. And we've had it for such a long time, Steve. I mean, I'm thinking back to that World Cup um, in in Asia. when Remember the Rivaldo one when somebody kicked the ball at him uh, or the ball hit him and he fell down as if he'd been shot by three snipers. And, uh, to, you know, it was utterly ridiculous. Oh, shocking. Yeah, the ball hit his foot and trundled up his leg and he went down holding his face. Mm-hmm. They've done nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Um Largely, I think FIFA are toothless. Um, they're they're very good at coming up with uh, rules and regulations, and they're very good at semantics, and they're very good at uh, changing phraseology. Doesn't make the blindest bit of difference. They don't do anything, um, and it's it's only FIFA, or IFAB, that can do something about it. Um, so we we can moan as much as we want. We don't have it in our power, but it certainly should be because we're we're not the only country in the world that's blighted by this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it certainly should be. It's, it's much worse than a lot of the things they've been tinkering with. So it's it's up to them. And it seems that football's potentially the only sport really that this is allowed to happen. You look at rugby, you look at any other sport, um, NFL, for example, even cricket, it's very difficult to, to simulate or cheat in these games. Uh, but, but football, you seem to get away with it. Football, you get away with it. Um, all the, the other sports that we've talked about, there is... Singularly in football, there's a lack of respect, I think, certainly for officialdom. Um, and going with stuff like that, there's a lack of respect for the people who go and watch the game, mm-hmm. which is a complete contrast with rugby, with American football, um, where it's, it's still, you know, it's, it still seems to be done with decency and uh, sportsmanship. You don't get that in, uh, in a rugby game. If you do get that in a rugby game, 
the TMO gets it and they're off and there's no argument once they are off. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know what, what it is about football, but it's it's appalling. Would it be refreshing if Philippe Clement and Stephen Naismith came out this week and said, you know what, I'm uh, disappointed in the actions of my player um, and he'll never do it again? Yeah. <laughs> You'd love to see it happen. but uh, Would love to, but not I'm not going to hold breath. my breath. No. <laughs> it has happened in the past. I remember, I think we talked about it on the show before, um, remember that uh, Kyle Lafferty uh, incident where he feigned he was head-butted by Charlie McGrew. And mm-hmm. uh, and Walter Smith came out and and publicly berated him. So it has happened in the past. It, it has few and far between. Few and, far between yeah. and the fact that we can still talk about uh, a decision or a, a comment that Walter Smith made that shows you how often and okay. how frequent it happens. Exactly. Just keeping with the Aberdeen game. Um, obviously, it was a dramatic conclusion to that match. A very late uh, VAR penalty call, um, which in your view was correct. Yep. Um, um, you know, obviously, you know, a bit of shirt pulling at the end on Connor Goldson by Grantman, uh, Grantman and um, but Barry Robson, you know, adding fuel to the fire at the end of the game with his post-match comments. You know, what did you make of that? I thought that was pretty childish, pretty infantile, and trying to add fuel to the the flames. Um, you don't need any added uh, incentive uh, in that game. But I, I don't know what he was hinting at, saying it, it didn't look good for Scottish football. What that his defender was stupid. Because um, there was nothing else in it, uh, in it. It was a foul, and the defender chose stupidly to grab uh, a forward uh, going past him. I thought Goldson wasn't going to get to the ball anyway. Um, so if, if it doesn't look good, it doesn't look good on his team. Nobody else. Nobody else is at fault there at all. Is he trying to deflect? Is he trying to sort of play to the crowd in that regard? Both. Absolutely, and maybe particularly in that game, but he's got his own audience to uh, to perform in front of. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's much easier him blaming Goldson and blaming the ref rather than blame his own defender for being stupid. Do you think privately he has? Do you think privately he's pulled him aside? Say what the what the hell were you doing there? What the f- uh, yeah, I would <laughs> certainly hope so. Um, it'd be interesting to find out, but I doubt very much we would ever hear that. Um, and, you know, they, they do talk to us and talk to the public differently um, than they would do in the changing room. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's any way that that can be a portion, the blame can be a portion to anybody other than the defender having a grab at the, the Rangers player. Incredible. Pretty quiet otherwise, but just one more thing on the weekend, if you don't mind. Um, I've, I was at St Mirren Livingston, for example, at the weekend, and there was a, a VAR check on a second St Mirren goal uh, in the second half. Uh, but nobody in the stadium knew what was going on. There was absolutely no communication whatsoever. It was only by looking at the referee and we could see he was mm-hmm. gesturing to, to his headset that he was listening to VAR, presumably, uh, talking to him down the, uh, you know, from headquarters. Um, this is this makes it such a difficult thing for, for fans inside the ground, doesn't it? I mean, they just don't know what's happening. Uh, it's shocking. Um, and I think, it, we've said it before, I think it treats the pain customer with contempt. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys that make it worthwhile. There's no point in going to watch a game that's got an, an empty stadium. They, those guys pay their pay their money. And for them to be sitting for three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, without the faintest idea what's going on is contemptible. It's surely not beyond the wit of man that it could be communicated to them some, somehow, whether that's the fourth official shouting up at the announcer, whether they've got you know, the, the big screen mm-hmm. and you, you, um, there's, there's some communication that way. Yeah. But to leave punters in the dark 
for that length of time, not having a clue is as it's treating us all with contempt. Um, and it, it does, and it, although it should be an instant thing, it goes on. It can go on for forever yes. before a decision's made, um, and you can't uh, enjoy a goal straight away. You can't cheer straight away because you're everybody's looking around to see right what's what's going on here. Um, no, there's, it's not beyond even the SFA that they can come up with some way of letting everybody know what's going on. Now, I'm not suggesting, we have spoken about this briefly before, but I'm not suggesting the referee is mic'd up and says, the game is stopped, I'm waiting for a VAR check. I mean, that can surely be down to the stadium announcer with some decent communication. Uh-huh. Somebody needs to tell him what, what's going on. But uh-huh. again, you know, it's a push-button thing. I, I push a button uh, on my my stomach. Yep. That may, helps me communicate with the, the ref. Mm-hmm. Have a different button somewhere else, mm-hmm. and that communicates up to the, the announcer yep. so that I say to him, uh, we're checking for offside. Great. You, you tell the customers. That's it. Um, it's surely, surely in this day and age, there's a way of doing it. And they could have graphics because there only are four checks, aren't there, in VAR? So mm-hmm. you could have different graphics you could throw up on the screen as soon as it's well, applica- yeah, applicable. So we know which one it is. Is it offside? Uh, is it a penalty? Is it, oh. uh, I don't think we've ever seen it yet. Uh, uh, wrong uh, identity. Uh, wrong identity. But obviously there's there's ways that you can mm-hmm. that, that we can know and just flash it up on the screen yeah it's offside yeah, yeah it's a penalty yeah. whatever um, surely 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 they can do it yeah it's, it's just it seems appalling it, it's easier to watch a game on television it would appear than be at the ground in terms of knowing what's going on you know what's going on in, uh, when you're watching it on the telly mm-hmm. um, and you're sitting as you were at the weekend in a freezing cold paisley <laughs> going What's going on? Yeah. It's it's a nonsense, an absolute nonsense. Um, but it's not, you know, it's, it's not the first time that we've felt that football supporters are uh, treated with contempt. This is just, this is just how we're treated. No, indeed. Well, that brings us obviously rather nicely towards the whole VAR uh, discussion. And as we alluded to at the top of the show, um, uh, the great and the good of the media. Well, some of the good and the great. I wasn't there. I wasn't there either. <laughs> so it was the great and the good. <laughs> We're asked to go along to Hamden to see Mr Crawford Allen and his merry men um, to discuss a year on from VAR, basically, or a little bit more than that now. Um, it was all off the record. Nobody was allowed to record anything. No interviews. That, I mean, that grates would be for a start being a journalist, but um, I don't understand that. You know, surely there should be, first of all, there should be some transparency. Well, it's it's a game that we all... Love, it's a game that we all support, we all go and watch. So we've all got questions mm-hmm. that we need to ask. So the, the first thing that you said, you know, the discussion, that's a typical discussion up there that it's all one way. Um, they're so secretive and insular and oh, it's even the way that they just do it. You know, you think we're going to have a, a, a we're going to have a conference um, and we can all openly discuss what's happened for good or bad. And then all of a sudden it's turned out that no, you will listen. It's not. It's 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 a lecture, mm-hmm. um, and that that's the way they treat people. They they treat people like children, um, and they don't do. And again, I wasn't there. No, but they don't do um, the decent thing and give the people who are invited the respect that they can ask. So the, these three decisions that were wrong, tell us why they were wrong, and we should be able to say. So what about this, that, or the other decision? That wasn't called wrong. Talk us through it, but as as usual, no. It's it is this is what happens, and this is it according to the SFA. Mm-hmm. Um, people, you're, you're obviously referring to the independent review panel. Uh, did you know such an organisation existed? 
only at the weekend. I'd never heard of such a thing, and I certainly haven't heard of anybody who's been invited on such a thing. No, no idea. All we know is that it's made up of, seemingly it's made up of former players and former referees. We don't know how many or, or who they might be. No, no idea. Um, and you wonder how independent it is, if it's something that's sanctioned from there. But no, I have absolutely no idea who's on it, who's been invited. You know, no clue. What was your first reaction when you heard that um, only three VAR decisions this season have been incorrect? Utterly laughable. Utterly, completely laughable. Um, the the three that they mentioned, yeah, they were they were glaringly wrong. But some of the ones, and I, I, I don't mean to uh, be personal, but just the ones that come to mind, mm-hmm. um, the Andy Considine punch yep. l- last season. Mm-hmm. You don't get to discuss that. That wasn't called wrong. And I know they're talking about this season. Uh-huh. Um, what about the, the equivalence of uh, the Goldson one? Again, where he made a crack and save. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not allowed to... Uh, discuss these ones so there's plenty of others from this season that we could mention but why weren't they called wrong give us the, give us the thinking and the reasoning behind it and what is the what exactly what is the how would you say the the criteria for deciding it's wrong um because we've we've discussed repeatedly in this program you know of decisions that, have, that we think were wrong Mm-hmm. Um, and yet they're only saying that three were wrong. So Only three were wrong, God so, knows. Again, is this subjective or is, is it a letter of the law? Everything, to be fair, everything in football is subjective. It's objective when it's written down. It's, it's clear and it's black and white. But during the game, it's completely subjective. Um, you might think that the ball touched your arm above the T-shirt line. I might think it touched you, your arm b- below the T-shirt line. It's, it's subjective. Um, but, and I, I always say it, when there's you know fouls, there's degrees of fouls. At one end, it's a barn door foul. Everybody in the world calls it a foul. At the other end, like Mr Vargas at the weekend, never in a million years is it a foul. <laughs> the closer they get together, there's going to be an area where you think you know, six and one, six of one, half a dozen of the other. But some of the ones that we've, we've discussed are so blatantly wrong. Yes that we need to have an explanation for, for why. Mm-hmm. And coming out and saying that, you know, Lindsay, you thought it was a foul. I didn't. You know, that's the way it goes. It's not, not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, for the, the paying public to be treated as, as mugs in, in that way is just not acceptable uh, in, in this day and age. It's, it's a, a complete and utter joke that they think anybody's going to accept the fact that there was only three wrong bar decisions. And the interesting thing was two of them were against Dundee. One was a, a, apparently a wrong red card for Josh Mulligan uh, in the game against Kilmarnock. Now, Dundee appealed that red card and that red card appeal failed. So how on earth can they say it's a wrong VAR decision and yet the appeal failed against the red card? I, I, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so the, the, the red, heart, uh, red card, they say, is, uh, is right and then their independent panel. Has a different opinion. <laughs> if if we can do it, the SFA will do it. I've got absolutely no idea how that uh, that that could be changed. It's just shocking. Uh, so what will uh, the other thing is? Why did the SFA not even apologise to to Dundee for these so called errors? Uh, Dundee had to wait to hear um, that these mistakes were made. There was no uh, they, they weren't contacted privately prior to that announcement. It's it's just not the way it's done. It's they're, they're so secretive and insular um, that you know I, I think it's anybody and uh, grown up you 
you know, you, you would phone somebody if you made such a glaring mistake, you would mm. phone them. I've done it with, with, with managers um, in, in the past. If I've made uh, such a, a, a huge mistake, I'll phone up uh, and apologise for it. it. It's what you do when you're a grown-up. Um, but it just doesn't, it doesn't register with them. Um, and, you know, if it, all that we need would be for somebody at the SFA, it doesn't matter who, to phone Dundee and say, look, mm-hmm. nothing we can do about it now, but we, we messed up there. You know, really, really sorry. You know, you can't change the game, but you, you can apologise for mistakes. We, we all make mistakes, so, you know, man up and, and admit it. But again, I don't want to sort of hammer the point, but they're make, they're admitting it's a mistake, but they didn't they didn't allow the appeal to succeed, nope. which is another panel, of course. Hell, yes, one panel uh, comes up with one decision, <laughs> and then the next panel comes up with another one. It's I, I don't know. I honestly don't know what 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 they do and what they're up to up there. All the while, um, Dundee missed Josh Mulligan for two matches. Whether he would have made a material difference in the games that he missed, we will never know. Dundee, yeah, we'll never know, but it's not Dundee's fault. Uh, um, but they, they bore the brunt of it. Exactly. And the other one was uh, Boyan Majowski touched the ball twice when he was taking a penalty. Um, I mean, it seems a, such a strange one that that wasn't spotted at the time. No. And, you know, we, we all we all make mistakes. And, you know, I've, I've made uh, a fair share of them, as people will no doubt remember. <laughs> um, but the whole point of having VAR is that it's there to correct those glaring mistakes but and I, I had a one of these things a Twitter conversation with somebody talking and you know talking about the Mulligan one and I said that that was a VAR failure but they were saying no it wasn't because it was a it was an individual's error I it was it was an individual's error but the the system is there to mitigate that mm-hmm. and it didn't it didn't so the system fails the whole system fails if you don't notice that Double uh, that double touch. Mm-hmm. I can miss it because I'm human, but having a second set of eyes who can watch it and watch it and watch it. Mm-hmm. We and again, we're all human, but these glaring things when you get to look at it over and over should not be missed. Exactly, and um, I think of the were, there were 407 seemingly up till the weekend, prior to the weekend rather. Uh, VAR checks in our game uh, and only 24 were referred to the on-field referee mm. so far this season which which surprises me a little I thought there might have been more than that I would have thought there'd be a lot more than 24 I seem to remember God we all do 24 per game um, <laughs> but I'm really surprised that there's only 24 mm. um, but I, I guess these checks are for everything aren't they Steve I mean they're for every goal is checked every mm-hmm. every potential red card is checked yeah so every time that you, you see where you, you have a sharp intake of breath at a tackle that's looked at every goal is looked at mm-hmm. um, so you know that you know everything is being uh, checked but I'm still surprised that only 24 of them um, were, were sent for uh, for a review um, but the, the very fact and everybody listening to this or watching this will, will be of the same opinion that it's laughable if they're saying that only three VARs were wrong that means that VAR is a resounding success. That that's what they're telling us, mm-hmm. and that's what they want to tell us, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that, that's why. If you were invited, uh, you weren't allowed to ask any questions. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they could ask questions, but they weren't allowed to publish the answers. So, what's the point? Well, it's, indeed, yeah, indeed. Unless you can anecdotally pass on some. <laughs> so I, I heard. <laughs> I'm hearing an insider that. said. <laughs> But isn't that the, the biggest problem of our governing bodies, not just in Scotland, but across Europe and the world, that they, they, 
they don't really open their doors properly. No, of course not. They're, they're utterly protectionist. Um, and of course they are. Uh, they've, you know, who, who would want to give up that number? Um, and the last thing they, they, they want is for the likes of us to be poking and prodding um, at them to uh, point out their mistakes. These organisations in their own mind are infallible and they certainly don't want anybody pointing out what they've done wrong. Absolutely. Steve, great to talk to you as usual. Thanks for your time Pleasure. tonight. We'll see you next time on Get Involved Refereeing. <laughs>